39, jumping the soda leaves 39, jumping the soda leaves 39, jumping the soda leaves 39, 39, 39, 39, 39, jumping the soda leaves. And then we're going to do some crazy post shit to make that sound like it wasn't what it was. Yeah, wow. fuck yeah. Boom. Boom. No you, go. no you, slam. no you. Slam dunk, slam Killed dunk, it. everybody. Killed it. Yes. We're podcasting. And that's how you start a podcast. That, that is, is how you start you a podcast. It. Here we are on October 23rd, which is also Election Day here in Canada. Right. Uh, but not when you're listening to this. When you're listening to <laughs> us, it's probably a week or two after. When you're listening right to this, now. You're listening the this it'll already be over, and either you'll care or you won't. Classic us reporting the events after they've happened. It's happening right now. If you need last week's news, listen to this podcast. Mm. It's true. It's great. It's great. We are topical like a week after the fact. (laughs) So So occasionally we have like moments where we're talking about what's going on right now. But frankly, that's just ridiculous because you all know it's not right now anymore. It's a week later. Right. So what we should be talking about are things that people can't get, which is our amazing anecdotes and tales. I think we should also just make predictions for what what might happen next week. We could do that. Like, you know what's going to happen next it's week? True. Dinosaurs. We could look into our crystal ball, just which wait. today... Just wait. Dinosaurs. Ooh. ...is brought to you by Jagermeister. <laughs> nice. Uh, actually, we were going to do that. Brought to point. us by That's right. Redacted, or we'll get sued. We're going to start <laughs> it off. Skr. Start right. off one. I know what's well, uh, one thing I'm doing next we week. Do. I'm going to New York next week. Oh, shit. There's you, some news. Unique, There's some news. Unique Why is New York. coming up? Yeah, my brother, lives, my brother lives there, so I'm going down there to see him and do some stand-up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Are you going to get the people in to come see in? The guest sites. shots? Guest shots here? Guest shots. We got two guest shots. Two Who's guest stepping shots. up to the guest mic? Right. Uh, I only see two in Luna, so is that you pointing at Luna as well? <laughs> All right, either you're in or you're out. All right, here we go. If you're out, that's great, but if you're in, now's the time. Banana Jamma Slamma. For everyone at home, uh, not on video, we are poised to take our celebratory election Have day. Have your medicine. Medicine uh, here in What's the last the Luna's looking leftover pizza off my plate, so she's getting hers too. To to the great prime minister <laughs> to democracy <laughs> yes thank you. i'm really glad that won the election because that makes all the difference now right yes and i voted for <laughs> but we said this podcast would not get political no that's it that's the end of it so we, we so we lied we lied picture. to you we lied to you before and we're going to lie to you again. We have lied before. That's actually another one of the things about this podcast. We will tell you a lot of things, <laughs> and we will probably lie to you. You know what? We're just I won't. Of, it's the truth, though. We're just trying to be real about life. So I'm going to take this shot, and I'm going to say this. If you didn't vote for her, then you know what you are? You're just a traitor. We cleared through that bottle pretty quick. And, yeah, it's just uh, a tiny little cheers bottle. Cheers to us, everybody. Uh, yeah. uh, do, no. Can we get a uh, one-up for Rich here? Or Woo! What? Rich, are you in? I know. Well, you want a shot? At the time, but... Ladies right. and gentlemen, Rich is here tonight, and he is really just... A you know really, Rich. Like, and someone just asked him the most absurd question. Do you want a shot? What I meant was, uh, come over here and have a shot yeah. when you're ready. There's a shot over here. Try to keep him from getting it. Enjoy your nap, Rich. <laughs> Thumbs up for you. Don't worry. The minute you get sleepy, we're going to read the Terminator, and he knows what that means. Right. <sighs> Rich has seen... And since you don't know what that means... We're going to get political again. The Terminator. The Terminator is fantastic. What's going on over there? This is the Terminator. I'm sure this has happened to all of you. 
you've been kind of inebriated and riding public transit, and, some and you find something sitting next to you, and you discover that Marvel Comics are not the only one who can make really redundant stories interesting again. Is that homoerotic? This, no, it's like a church thing yeah. made into like a but cool hey, graphic so novel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Spoiler alert: If you haven't read the Terminator yet, and you were going to, don't listen anymore. Okay, just plug your ears. Say Hail Marys, they'll be fine. It's the story of David and Goliath, but apparently Goliath is the Terminator, mm-hmm. and from the age of nine, he can like pull trees out of the ground and there stuff. He like he's amazing, right? Pulling the trees out. <laughs> And what's pretty cool is the art is actually not bad. Like, to be fair, it's one of those things. Like, they definitely have somebody working on their team who knows what they're doing. No, I really don't. Actually, like, I don't want to shout out the author because... Is there an it's author? It's the, fisherman, the Fisherman's you, Ministries. They're going to do it anyway, but... Why are you shouting out? <laughs> I'm the, shouting out the, the publisher. Yeah, that's right. Can Trevor and I do a dramatic reading? Your Highness. Um, apparently, this is we from. We believe now we I wanna, have an I, ultimate. Can I weapon. do Your Highness? Can I do Your Highness? And then you I mean, I guess we're doing it now because yeah. you're not following along. We did a show last Tuesday and it went really great. It was live. And Lars ran into a wall. Yeah. I did. That's how I have this. If uh, it wasn't street cred. All right. In fairness, he's allowing me to be Your Highness. So right. okay, go ahead. Your Highness, we believe we now have an ultimate weapon. Wonderful. I've prayed for this great god, dragon, for this. When he is revealed, all nations will tremble, and our enemies will flee before us. Footnote, that was Dagon. This is all from the Bible. Oh, right. So blasphemers. There's no R in there. What do you mean? I'm reading a book. I'm impressed with his strength. It sounds like we should read it like a, uh, a, a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, or, no, so, or what I mean, not Mortal Kombat, but... So continue. More like Can, tell us about this. Not, that, nothing. It's, that's like it. I said, oh, that's it's the story it. of David. It's great. You know, David and Goliath. David, that, you know, has a sling and kills a very large, semi-mentally challenged man with a rock. And that's the story of us. Because, like, Bible. I don't know. This is us, is this book, is what you're saying. Well, no, it's again, it's one of those, it's one of those classical trope stories. But they had to add the Terminator to the cover of it. And, but, you know, it, but I'm just saying... As comic books go, Marvel and DC have to wake up because, like, Jesus is catching on. Hmm. You know? He's figured out, like, there's a market for, like, idiosocratic, useless material. When do they start making Marvel-esque, like, types of... Jesus. And Jim, and Jim um, lights up. Jesus. Whoa, Christ, Jim. Jim. Jim, our audience our studio member. audience has lit up here. Uh, no, the greatest part is I found another one like that a couple weeks back. Actually, my ex-girlfriend was the first one I found them, but then my girlfriend found another one. Anyway, they keep turning up my life, these weird little pamphlets. And I don't see them often, but they're great. And I you know, I'm not again, I'm not gonna shout out who made them because frankly I think it's weird. But it is, it's weird. But they're hilarious. Like last one was anti witchcraft. Like if you believe in Wicca or watch a lot of rock videos, you might worship the devil. Oh crap. Hmm. And like, you know, half of hmm. um, Rich You're on Luna Patrol. Shout out to Luna. She's licking plates. Luna's uh, the studio dog. Luna, we'll get a shot of her. Come up. We should do that in all of our stuff. She voted for whoever would leave pizza on the floor. And that was me. So actually, if you're watching this, I'm Prime Minister in Luna Land. Can I say something about the election? 
I think uh, I think more it. people would vote if this is my theory. I think part of voting is it's a uh, it's a hassle for people to go and find their place, basement of a church. Find the exact uh, one. I was like, I went yeah. into Jimmy Simpson. And I was like, yeah. I, I'm not. People I'm are lazy. To to Ralph Thorne, but can I go here people, two blocks away? And they're like, no, you can't. It shouldn't be, but people are lazy, and that's why a lot of people don't vote. They're lazy and apathetic. But part of it is laziness, and part of it is trying to figure out where to vote. So my theory, this is my can it can this is direct to the government, the next government. I think all Tim Hortons drive throughs and Tim Hortons locations should be flipped to voting stations. And like 80% of Canadians will vote as they order a double. I'll take a double-double and Green Party, please. Excellent. Thank you. And then you get like a free Timbit as you go. It's free cookie day. That would We would all um, vote. No, no straw. Can I please Homeless have people my little green vote. pamphlet? <laughs> right. No straw. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, it feels like that, doesn't roll, it? Roll up the rim to vote. Yeah. I think it's funny that you know McDonald's coast to coast monopoly comes back at exactly the same time as the federal election because it feels kind of the same. Like, did I get a free coffee this year? Nope, just got that guy. Fuck. Yeah, unlikely. Can you? Uh, Sorry, I'm not making predictions, but Green Party, you're never getting elected in this country. It's just not happening. Just, we we said we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, but then you keep talking about it. You drag me in. I, you get me drunk. You talk about politics. What do you think I'm going to do? You think I can control my mouth? No. After 39 drunk and fucking disorders, you think I can suddenly go? Like, mm, wait a second. I have an opinion, but I'm not going to share it. Wait, watch the tape back, and I submit to this conversation. So I'm just I'm just moisting my. Opinion. I didn't want to talk. For the record, I didn't want to talk about. He politics. did. He said that. That's twice. why I'm so. I said it twice. I was like, "That's gonna happen." Let's uh, let's anything about your weekend? You were at Oktoberfest in the weekend. Anything uh, you want to share uh, there? Clover. Who voted for that? Yeah. <laughs> um, who voted for that? The leftover the Germans. Germans in Little Berlin, which is now Kitchener. I think the Germans sort of voted for Oktoberfest like 1900 years ago and just kept voting for it every year for the rest of time. And yeah. uh, most of us agree with that one. It's like, yep. I think we can all actually. That's. The Oktoberfest party. Would have voted for that this year. See that? That oh, get it? Beat that one. Their whole platform's just based on sausage and beer. Yeah, like schnitzel, (laughs) sausage, dancing, and beer. If you don't like like any of those things, you're not allowed to play. That's it. We believe in schnitzel for all, (laughs) and beer for all. You know what? If people did that, they'd be pretty fucking happy and content. I think beer that. for all in Canada would sell you pretty much right away. Yeah. Like, I mean, that divide, but also that, 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 that I'm divide, the, you know, that, that crosses the border divides. Like, I'm sorry, Quebec, just like free beer. You know, East Coast, free beer. Prairies, free beer. People like, BC might be like, can we still do heroin? But yes, you can, and free beer. <laughs> the free beer party. Just free beer. That's all the It's a science. good platform. You get massive steins, it's pretty good. and you get you know deep-fried goodness. What you do is you replace all of the public water systems with beer taps, so everyone just gets beer out of their tap, and no one has clean water. But then you never have to worry about Flint, Michigan, or the indigenous villages, because everyone just has clean beer running 24-7. They get all the water they need out of their beer taps. Yeah, but and uh, Right. Kind of like water. Yeah. It's kind of like water. We're, we're back at the original problem. Right. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch jumps in. You're drinking this. All right. And it'd be like, what is it? It's called swill. It's all right. Well, maybe 
Maybe I'll retract that as a campaign <laughs> promise, but I do think I do believe in the Tim Hortons idea. That one's pretty strong. That one you should rest your laurels on that one. I, I don't know. I kind of like digital technocracy. I like the idea that we could vote on more things and leave less to bureaucrats because we could. I mean, almost everyone carries a smart device. Right. On them. Well, everything gets like whenever you see those online polls where it's like vote for like, do you think blah, blah, blah should get kicked off the island? Like they have a like they have fan votes yeah. on all that stuff. Yeah. Everyone tunes into that shit. Well, again, I think if you gave everyone like, you know, a can pad or something and it was like, here's your, you know, whatever. As soon as you're allowed to vote, you get one of these. It's like fine. And all it does is get posts and updates on political matters. We've talked about this before, right? Democracy only functions with a certain level of intelligence. You have to be able to share intellectual yeah. ideology. You can't. Stupid people make stupid democracies. That's just a fact. Well, and echo chambers develop, right? We're just like many versions of truth start popping up across the country where people only believe what they're told based sure. on their community or their sort of immediate <laughs> belief in the truth. But if you have constant informed, like like nationwide, where like everyone's being informed about what's going on uniformly, like because like you have to go out and seek this information, you have to go absolutely. find it. No, absolutely, and like. And where it's are people not, getting also, it from? Where certain again, sources? It's all that different. also that also flatlines the argument about you know fake news or or stupid um, you know website propagandas, right? Because here's the thing: if you don't have to look for it and it's a verified source, like for example, the government is just sending you the information. This bill is on this, you know. So and so is pro this. Yeah, call well, swipe even, left even, or again, swipe right. That's even. all. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. You're cutting the figureheads out because at that point you don't need, you don't need uh, a political leader to tell you what the party is doing. The party platform is posted, and it's so it's, it, it it kills the it kills the um, popularity contest. You see, so right. rather than having figureheads telling us, well, this is what our party will do for you. The party just posts, this is what we're going what to if, do, and you vote yes or no on those things. Yeah. So And the things you vote yes for get done, and the things you vote no for don't. What if? What about for people that don't know where they stand? They don't know if they're a liberal or an NDP or what? Again, okay, I, don't so think, how, I don't think that really matters. How about this? Well, how about this? How about if they, if they were given a survey of questions where they're like, eh, do you feel this or that? In this in this uh, subject, would you prefer Absolutely. this or that? And, and, and then people select like their that answers. Can be given constantly, and not, to, and not just that. They'll they'll come out and be like, "Oh, based also on your answers, you're of what the law or, your or what the law means when it comes to how you you vote on it." So, I mean, really, what we care about is what the legal bearing on what we have done or said matters in the future. So, look, when we change laws, we change them to make our lives better, not to make them worse. But most of us don't understand how party politics changes laws and how the government actually functions when it makes law. What I'm, at, what I'm asking for or thinking about in this is a concept in which the government educates us on what it intends to do and then asks our opinion. So instead of just polls and, and asking for, you know, which figurehead do you think represents your, you know, virtue signaling this week, you're actually educated individually on the issues at hand Based on pure demographics, like actual numbers, facts, not the fallacies of political politics where everyone's trying to garner your vote by sympathy or by fiat. Instead, it's like these are the issues we're facing. Okay. You know, unemployment is this high. How can we lower it? Our, our GDP is crashing like this. How do we raise it? Well, we need to increase production. How yeah. do we do it? So, again, because democracy only functions in a highly intellectual society. And I feel like a lot of 
different angles or pumping out different numbers and you're not sure who to listen to and who to right. believe. Exactly. Right? So, that's what I mean when I say the bureaucrats who calculate these numbers for the government, like, for example, Stats Canada and whatnot, they have no vested interest in lying to you because these are not elected officials. Right. These are the people doing their these jobs. These people have their jobs probably for the rest of their lives. Yeah, my mom was StatsCan. Like, you no know doubt. what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's a part of the bureaucracy. It's going to be there. It's like the guys at, at the tax office don't care who's in office. Their job is not to set tax law. Their job, job is to collect taxes and calculate tax money and revenue, right? So if you, if you cut the figureheads out who are vying for your attention but don't actually have a job in politics, like their job is to stand in front of you and say, my party says this, well, we can find that. We can read that. We should be able to, yeah. Right? That information. There's no yeah. reason why we need somebody to wander around and say, well, look, I appeal to this demographic or I appeal to that demographic or whatever. Right? So when it's from a time when that was the way to get information, right? Was a figurehead would, would share that, would, would you know distribute that. That was the old soapbox theory, right? Where you get up Absolutely. and you say what what's what. Absolutely. But now that information is readily available. And, and a lot anyway. of 21st century politics is being influenced very heavily by the fact that we have digital media. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. In fact, all these arguments about fake news and what is media and what role it plays and what role does the internet play in, in elections. And these are questions that you see in the news every day. Shouldn't it just be whoever has the most Instagram followers runs the fucking country? I mean, at this like, point That's now, a democracy in, in, right well, that, there. Uh, actually, follow that is, who that you is, want. That's over 2019. In. That's where we're at. Listen to what they but say that is, that and is fucking more share their That message. is more democratic than the system that we have right now. <laughs> right. That, that legit makes I'm more saying. sense. I mean, and it it's is. said in jest, it's, but it's also true. It's no longer voting day or election day. It's just swipe day. It's like, you are you swiping today? Is you going to swipe on Monday? Yeah, I'm going to swipe on Monday. And you just swipe left or right, and then like you really, just... they should. It should be an app that comes to your phone, and it goes, "Are you going to vote? Yes. Who are you going to vote for? Bam, Bloop. done, <laughs> done. Like, why am I walking to some fucking? Right. We don't have a machine. I to totally count, no. Though. I totally agree with you. I we totally agree with you. But, but the point is, here. but again, the point is, you shouldn't even have to vote for a person. That's you true. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Oh, that's true. Because oh, we, at the end of the day, what does that matter? We got, and we got we to speak up here. Here, I have another thing. One sec. I think there should be like it's. It seems fucked up to me that. We have a government and laws that seem to allow governments to say they're going to do shit and they never fucking do it. Like if you were to look at the track record of here are our campaign promises and here's what we've done. What are they? Ba- I would say they're batting. It's because of the removal of one public object that used to be in every town square for most of recorded history. Uh, a noose. <laughs> the, the stocks. Uh, right. Oh, oh not yeah. even the guillotine. Nope. The stocks. If you put a politician in the public stocks for one day. For every time he lied on a campaign promise, I guarantee you you'd have an honester brand it's of politician. It's just accepted now. Or a better liar, but either way, either way. Kept him accountable. I'd accept it more. Has, like, for ex- easy example, is has there ever been a political party that said, oh, we're going to balance the budget or we're going to operate, like, we're going to get rid of the deficit or we're going to yeah. operate John in Gretchen, the. John Gretchen, twice. Have they ever, did they, did he, he do it? He did it. He did That's it. amazing. He, deficit. he did it once. <laughs> oh, okay. So he, he he never promised it. He just no. Actually, did it. that makes sense. That's good. That's under promise over delivered. You're right. He under promised and over. That's huge. That's, that's huge. way better. I mean, everyone still says it's one of the That's what if I were I've to, always said JC we, for life. We, I really have. I'm not kidding. We've some good times, man. It's a good time. That's one of the problems. That's we, a I think that's right another there. one of the problems we Who have in Canada as millennials too. Good man. As people in our generation voting, we had like eight years of 
pretty amazing government, followed by dubious but functional. But and, very corrupt, apparently. But dubious, I said, oh, dubious, dubious, yeah. dubious but functional, right. followed by... Imperial. We're not sure what the fuck is going on anymore. That was imperial rule. Like that... Harper extended his fucking iron hand. Well, he did the he did the quiet conservative, which means I have all the control and I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Which hey, whatever, you know. Hey, you know, he wrote us through. Two, it could be a lot he worse. Wrote us through, through, through 2008, pretty good. Yeah, so we had some seriously all dark the, all times. All the, all the, the artsiners, as were much like, of a dick as you might have been. Yeah, everything that, that got cut. Don't be wrong. Survived. Don't be wrong. Those fireside chats in the sweater vest <laughs> just about had me an insurrection. <laughs> insurrection. Sorry, we still gotta get. Uh, yeah. Get to okay. We gotta go. Yeah, but also his band. I mean, did you hear his band? Who? Stephen Harper's band? Is that oh what we're talking goodness. about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played it on his the the second election. The, yeah, one, he did. the one where he lost. Was he played it that night. Catch, fuck of, Stephen Harper. We shouldn't even be talking like about him. Like, He's like Voldemort. We shouldn't even be oh, saying his name. He's an evil person. The net result of his life is negative across the world. I would say that. Taking off the hijab. They're evil people. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I'd say that about Trump. I'd say that about plenty of people. Forget about everything. I know he's racist, but forget his band was terrible. There's certain people that if you multiply them, the world would be for sure a worse place. Hey, I think that's my judgment of a person. If forget more people were like you, no, would, no, the, no. would the no. world be better because or worse? Because if you just straight multiplied them, they'd hate each other. And after oh, okay. a while, they'd, reach they'd kill each other. Mass. Hmm. That's all right, a good strategy. All right. Halal boy needs to check in here, so we got to go. Kareem in the house. Seriously going to call me that? Don't. No, I was just gonna. That was for you, Jabril. That was for you. Um, that touches on so many security laws. Oh, whatever. We all gave up on that long <laughs> I, ago. I just don't Who know cares? Where to start. Like, if, if you, we can have our banks secure, we can have our voting secure. Yeah, that's that's a cop no, out. Because the the phone will have to know that it's actually you, and they're not allowed to actually be okay this phone is with right this so maybe we go somewhere person. that's well, why you, I mean, you need a, you need a real yeah, tricks, man. Thing, like, Very you simple. can unlo- un- unlock your phone with your fingerprint right but you don't it's not linked to your governmental id sure it could be could be like they could and be like to, to, like, to get there's gotta in, be a better way though than what we're doing right now making your biometrics on your phone to what that government has on you is an invasion there, of your privacy. There would be, there would be an equivalent to it me showing my privacy. To, to me showing my driver's license today store and I walked up and just showed my driver's license and he was like, yep, Believe you're the guy. And so there's got to be equivalent to doing that on the phone is what I'm saying. I get phone mm. calls from a bank. I'm not going to say which one because you know who you are. Who then immediately switched to a Chinese translator because of some porn I downloaded or something, they don't know where they got the metrics from. They're like, this guy needs a Mandarin translator for his bank account. And so they call me from a bank I don't have an account with, with a Mandarin translator, and try to sell me things. I know my privacy has been violated, because why are you calling me and thinking that I'm Mandarin? If you haven't, like, read my biometrics wrong. I get calls from, like, foreign countries asking me to invest in anything... Me? Invest in things? Look at my bank account statement. It has just enough money to pay my phone bill once a month. Is that convenient or what? Like, you know what I mean? Hmm. What might be going on there? I'm broke. Like, stop calling me about real estate. I don't have any. <laughs> 
politics, am I right? Yeah, we're going to have to... <laughs> that's the title of this, this be, uh, episode. Be my, my platform would be like, vote for me because... That is the uh, What's title happening of here? this episode. What's happening? Would you, would you like to play that on loudspeaker on the mic for all of us? So, so Jim, what I want, Jim yeah, so one of our audience members, is just playing his voicemail. It comes through and it says, hi. Now please wait. Now please wait for Amanda. And then went... And I was just like, who the heck is doing Why are you calling me? Why, why but why did you start in English and then switch to Mandarin? That and, no, and the fact that it keeps happening. If it was like one time I got that call, I'd be like, okay, okay, that's a mistake. It makes sense. But it's not. It's like now we call you a lot and try to sell you products for our bank in Mandarin. I mean, it kind of makes me want to learn Mandarin. Because I want to know what kind of rates I could get if I were Mandarin. Be like, do you guys have different rates? Like, what's up? I want there to be more cause to learn Mandarin. And I know there's a lot in the business world sense, but as an arts douche, I'm like, there's no reason except if I did like a play or something. So I want Mandarin. Um, Are you sure it wasn't? Chinese cinema, world of cinema is huge literally just behind hollywood it's true they have so they have come in know. in the last like two years there's so many so many more chinese productions happening right yeah now. so you got plenty of reasons all right that, all right i'm gonna that, start mandarin that kareem yes that is true i will have i will agree with hey. you statistically that is absolutely correct however jim have you when you don't have the audience mike you can't speak a lot of like the top class chinese films they're interesting not particularly fantastic, but they're interesting. There's a lot of money. So There's a lot I, of money. They so pull I said, a lot of money. So I said Ben Kingsley played the Mandarin because they didn't want to offend the Chinese people. And in Iron Man 3, in the Chinese cut, there's a whole different uh, section where he gets his whatever cut out of him in China because they have the best doctors. Nice. You wouldn't see that in North America. Makes sense. Of course not. I understand what you just said. He's just well, he's explaining the difference between an American release movie and when it's in China, they often re-edit it as they see fit if mm. they don't like shit. Mm. It sounds like Chinese ways of ruling. Are you sure it wasn't Mandarin Buffet calling to offer you a <laughs> discounted buffet? But you guys do know that all of these calls are not from actual banks, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Just making sure. Telemarketing corporations. <laughs> Who work for banks and Wait, everyone else? What? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't being. It wasn't being scammed. I got a call, literally a guy, talking about for me to grab insurance about my house. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, we got your rec- record in here." I was yeah, like, they dumb, bruh. <laughs> like, just pay the money, Kareem. I lived in. I lived in a. Ba- <laughs> I was so in a sure one house. Getting a house, one bedroom basement apartment. For <laughs> Too a while, risky. And not liquid. used to get routine calls about having my siding cleaned in the one-bedroom basement apartment. You're like, where I come from, getting my siding cleaned is going to cost a little more than that. So after the 10th or 15th call, I was like, hey, guys, you know what? You shall just come by and clean my siding. How much you have, like, about two inches of soffit and fascia underneath the window that I can sort of see out into the street? Probably Better take you guys, like, sorry. What kind of- 30, 30 seconds. Just turn the pressure washer on and go, Pshht. What do you think that'll cost? I'm like, well, well, anything to keep you guys from fucking calling me again. So if you have to show up and do that, please, but just stop calling. What, ca- what kind of innuendo do you think clean my siding evokes? What do you think? What's it? Was it? Was your image? I'll clean your gutters. <laughs> no, I want siding. We'll go to gutters. Yeah. Siding. Siding's like rag on a stick for me. That's one of those like, shit, 
That one's got siding. Like, she'll, she'll, she'll clean the siding right off of you. Alright, let's move along. When, you wanna, can, when you're comparing your lovers you to go houses... You want to go from siding to gutter, so I don't know along. where you want to move my, along. My, my lover's an economy. Let's, she let's, was good on the market. I picked her up cheap. Let's go I'm going to sell her for a profit. Like Gutters to siding to shingles. We'll do that. All right. Sounds like we're just building Next a house topic. Now, okay. Just sounds Next like we're topic. Construction. What else are we talking about tonight? Oh, tonight we're talking about crit, and it happens. Talking about what? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? Crit. Get with the program, man. Crit that oh, crit. Yeah. Um. That's a tabletop role-playing game reference for those of you who don't have any fun. So wait, it's crit. Sorry, for anyone who doesn't know, what hey. is it? That might be me. Hey. Get on you can't the be mic. speaking right Get. now. You need to shut the fuck up, or you need to have a microphone in your hand. That's podcast rules. Yes, but a critical failure a crit. is a one, and that's why crit happens. Could also be a ten on this episode. Crit happens. Well, this, this <laughs> we, whole we definitely episode. rolled a one on trying not to talk about politics. This, this episode's a shit show, is what this is. No, we came in and we had high energy. We talked about this. We had a good pregame. We really, we really. And Rich is asleep. Hey. <laughs> That's how we know we're halfway down the episode. Rich falls asleep. Rich has uh, been here for the first half of a ton of episodes and not so much of the second half. Lars did wish him a good night's sleep uh, right before we it's started. Great. So. It's great. It's great. So, I don't think it matters what we're going to talk about tonight. I really don't. I think we've lost the thread so far. That You've it, had 30 minutes introduction so far so yeah but like i think I said, you know what you want yeah. to say i think we lost the thread so tonight right what i was going to talk about no, and i guess i, I can never I let can, the truth sh- get in the way of a good yarn i can touch on it and let it roll you told me to talk sh- more <laughs> these two i don't know sharing notes it. so what i was going to talk about tonight before we got sidetracked which is kind of funny because i guess it makes sense that we got sidetracked is we got siding tracked <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh we did <laughs> We did with the, with the house jokes again. So, I think that one of the issues that we've talked about on the show, sort of colloquially and, and, and kicked back and forth, but never really actually stepped on, was um, sort of the, the the responsibility for all of it. Like, the reason the whole thing exists. And that's actually, surprisingly enough, mental illness. Trauma. I mean... Again, we've touched on all kinds of different episodes and experiences, right, that have made life harder and made it weirder and stranger and more fun and sometimes more violent, sometimes more exciting. But at the very end of the day, all of these stories and all of this sort of fun that we've been having comes down to two factors, right? Um, Substance abuse and mental illness, which is crazy because they think about recovery from that and the long road to do so and it's kind of a hopeful story but you think about it individually and independently and a lot of these episodes involve the ruin of people's lives you know the wreckage of many people's human encounters with each other you know families individuals friends uh, social groups whatever and i was at the movies with my brother this week and we had a conversation afterwards about like what it's like to you know, I don't have difficulties with your mental health and dealing with my mother's death and my injury at the time and just long standing issues with life in general 
I sort of have a perspective on that, you know. And uh, I knew when my mother died that I was in a transitional phase, period. It was either I was going to do something dramatically different with myself or I wasn't going to make it. And a lot of people don't confront their own point break. But when you do, you got two choices. You break or you don't. And I've said it before that choosing to survive through tragedy is one of the reasons that all these crazy things happened. But the secondary reason that all they happened is because I was surviving through tragedy by being crazy. You see what I mean? I, I gave up control. I, I abdicated control in order to allow life to heal me or kill me. It was like, well, I can't control this anymore. The chaos is too much. I'm going to roll the dice. Let the dice deal with it. It's kind of funny. I'm wearing a shirt that says, you know, crit happens. But that was the truth. You know, drinking to die. Partying like there was no tomorrow. Uh, living that whole, like, Burnout, die young, rock and roll, crazy lifestyle. Wait, are you naming Let song titles? Talk. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, now? I guess Burn, I am. Burnout to die. Party, what was it? Party till you die. These are all going to be on the third nine DD album. Right. Check for that release. Say them soon, again. Right? Yeah. Coming off, coming off of, of Universal Records very soon. Drink till you die. Party like there's no tomorrow. It's great. Live fast, die young. Yeah, yeah there you go. No, the, the point is, it was just it was, that was it though. The ideology was like, okay, you can change your life. But the only way to do that is do things you've never done before and do as many crazy things you've never done before as you can. Otherwise, you're still you and you're still fragile and you're gonna you're gonna this moment is gonna do it to you instead. So take charge. And so yeah, I partied so fucking hard to try and run away from the moments that were real that I created moments that were so real no one believes they ever happened. It was like, man, I just you know, you can't see the crazy till you throw yourself right off the bridge. It's like, you don't believe it's even there. You know? Oh, well, you fell off the wagon. I'm like, what wagon? I don't remember any fucking wagon. I mean, that thing burning in the distance on the hill back there? Oh, yeah, that was kind of wagon-like. You're right, man. That's pretty intense. You know? That's great. And when you sit down and realize that, that, that that's the chain reaction, that one decision, like, I'm not going to survive this. The trauma's too much for me. I can't take it. So instead of taking it, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to. Fuck that. I'll let the world deal with it. I'll just be part of that for a while. Like, you know, land whale of drunkenness. Like, just, woo. I don't give a fuck what happens to me. How could I care? Right? And when my brother asked me that, like, what, what you know, because he knew, he was like, he knows I've had some struggles with shit over the times. And he was like, so how, what the fuck? Like, how, you know, what, what's that like? And I'm like, man, you know what? It's almost pointless trying to describe it. Because if I did, you might go crazy. Because that's the thing. Like, you, you look too deep into it, it might just bend you, right? And if I, if I didn't explain it, you just have to live with your fantasies and try to understand. And I, I'm not a very sympathetic person. So other people's like, well, I had a hard time and shit was rough, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know I'm not the coolest guy to tell these stories to because I try to share it, but I don't. And the reason I don't care is because I think everyone lives in a perpetual state of sort of self-destructive, borderline, 
razor's edge behavior. We all just carry our burdens barely because I think most of us try and lift what we can carry. You know, if you're a real person, if you have any decency and self-respect, you try to carry what you can carry, you know, and sometimes we pick up too much. And so I think all of us live one step away from your own fucking 39 drunken disorderlies. You live right there. You're one step from taking that step and just saying, fuck it, I don't care anymore. So it's just going to do this until it's crazy and done. And then it goes on long enough, you might have a moment of clarity and be like, wait a second, it's not going to kill me anymore. I've lived this long, it's not going to kill me. So maybe I have to try and find a way to live now. And that's another step altogether. That's like the next growing up phase. You know, you you lay aside childish things, you say to yourself, I can do this. It's hard. It's fucking devastating sometimes, but I think it's better than the alternative of surrendering to our failures and surrendering to our weaknesses and surrendering to our fears and losing everything. Because, you know, as pathetic as you fucking feel, and I felt pretty fucking pathetic over the years, you know, I, uh, I've always thought to myself, at least there's someone out there that cares. There's some reason to carry on, you know. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here making this idiot show with you awesome guys. Cheers to that. Right? So do you think you, did you like grow out of it or turn a corner? Obviously you still drink, you still party pretty hard, but not to that it's, crazy degree. It's, like, a dwind, it's a dwindling thing. As I need less and less support with my own mental health, I need less and less of the old lifestyle. It's become part of my life, but I've also learned how to, how to do that in an adult fashion. Like now working security doesn't mean just going to work and being completely wasted all the time. Now, yes, I do often party pretty hard, but that's more controlled by far than it ever was. I don't get arrested. I don't, I don't pass out places right. I shouldn't most of the time, you know. You're usually not the guy instigating the, the fights. You're just trying to render them yeah. done. Do you think you'll ever not drink? Would you ever stop drinking? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if, for example, if for medical reasons, I was like, you know, the doctor said, yeah, you keep drinking, you're going to kill yourself. I probably would stop drinking. And that's because um, there's too many people who rely on me, both emotionally and just physically. And I just, I couldn't, I don't surrender anything so it was like well you have to stop this or you're just gonna die well okay i'll stop because otherwise right you're just dying and that's stupid what's the longest you've not drank have you? Yeah, yeah yeah i've had i've had series of issues i mean i i was on um, was that know, usually medical usually yeah 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 i was on uh antibiotics for a bone infection and i was on an iv pump for a long time and then on heavy antibiotics and i don't fuck with that shit when the doctor says you do something, you you know, I don't have a fucking PhD, so I'm going to listen to that man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows what's up. Right. Yeah. I'm also very honest with my doctor, too. Like, I'm not one of those guys who walks in and they're like, okay, so, Mr. Malcolm, do you think that it might be because of? I'm like, it's probably because of. You know. And if you're going to ask me what it is that I do, it's probably a shorter list to ask me than what I don't do. So let's just, just chill out on that one, okay? And if you think that one of my symptoms is probably related to one of the things I may or may not do, just say so. And he's like, okay. I've never had him. Be, I've never had my doctor be like, yeah, you see, I think. And years ago, I totally did. 
Absolutely. A daughter be like, yeah, here's the thing. You're like fucked on drugs all the time. That's probably bad for you. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, are you, you going to change anything? I'm like, no. But advice taken. But I get it. Yeah, you're right. It's probably the drugs. <laughs> it's probably the drugs. Um, one of the things that we always talked about when we were starting this show was wanting to um, make it clear to people that a lot of this stuff was in the past. So this is like kind of a retrospective look yeah. ra- rather than a fuck yeah, drinking and getting fucked up's amazing. Like this was sort of you look back and, and sort of diagnose it and dissect it now. Yeah, analyze and understand. And what, one of the things I think Trav and I, I remember talking to you about this was um, we were like cautious even starting this because in our heads we didn't, we didn't want it to be in a situation where having this show meant that we always needed to be getting more fucked up and creating new drunken disorderlies because then do we just create a monster that's gonna like kill us all and just be bad for us where it's like now we have this tv show where you have to get like super fucked up or where you every time you're doing it you have to go party like crazy just to generate another story for the show so we we always talked about how we didn't want to go down that spiral we wanted it to be sort of more a hindsight kind of thing i would argue that also because it's it's establishing character it's sort of giving people an idea of what someone like me is. I mean, I, I'm not like a lot of people. You know, I don't. I don't have the nine to five. I'm not understandable to most people. You walk up to a guy like me, you know, a seven foot dude in a cowboy hat on the street corner, and most people don't say, "Hey, I wonder what this guy's creative life is like." You know, is he an artist? They're like. I better not spit on this guy's shoe by accident or he'll break my spine. And it's like sometimes we're just trying to say hi to people. You see it in their faces. And I've lived that my entire life, you know. And then there's the the stupidity of just also somewhat being that guy. It's like, well, yeah, okay. So you're right. I do work in an industry where I punch people sometimes. In fact, like, you know, unless you're in a combat sports environment, I probably punch people more than most people do. I know a lot of people have never had a fucking fist fight, which I find just insane. Like, how did you, what happened? Where were you living? Like, what world was that? Because I couldn't get away from it. Yeah, my ass kicked all the time. I was like, what, what, the, what do you mean you never had a fucking fist fight? Well, you just like, you know what I mean? I don't you know. sailed through it. I don't understand that one. I never understood it. Like, like, one of my friends, my drummer back in the day, one of my drummers, a crazy hardcore punk band. Started talking to him. Like Spider, like you've never been in a fist fight. He's like, well, no. I mean, like when I was like, I don't know, five, six years old, we had like a little scuffle. I'm like, no, seriously though. Like, seriously, like you went to high school, college, you like all this time. You've been a drummer in punk bands. You you told that you've never been in a fist fight. <clears throat> and he's like, no. And I'm like, well, you better you better buckle up, brother. I'm like, because we're playing some interesting venues and it's gonna get weird. You know, one day he's, he's super drunk, and he, that's why I call him Spider. He's like, I have eight arms to kill you. And he's just wasted, little dude. And I was like, all right, just get behind the drum kit. I got this one. You know what I mean? Like, man. But, yeah, so, I mean, I don't even know how. I don't even know how you live in a world where violence has just passed you by like that. You know? What, what, uh, I think I have a theory. Because I had the same issue of like 
So I would talk to some people and they would not understand how I got into fights and why some people treated me a certain way. Sure. And I think it's just because people judge you on the way you look. So if, like, for example, like you, you're a seven-foot guy, a guy that's drunk or a guy that has something to prove, a guy that has the ego to stroke, will go after you for sure. I'm a tall black guy, which is... And handsome as fuck, ladies. <laughs> handsome as fuck. Okay. The fact that it's only guys that said that is disturbing, but thank you. Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is that for me personally, it's, for example, I scared a young, uh, a young lady going home because I literally just... We lived in the same building, yeah. and I was walking beside her, and she started running, fucking running away from me. And uh, I was uh, my my theory is just because of the way you look. If you look a certain way, people would think, okay, if I fight this guy, I will look tough. Or if I fight this guy, that will prove that will accomplish something. You know what I love about that though? That is the worst advice that anyone has ever had. Because you know what you look like? You don't look tough. You look like you're going to the hospital in a fucking gurney, okay? And that's not a tough look. This whole strapped to a backboard <laughs> look, that's not the one that gets you the chicks, okay? They're looking for the snake Pliskin scar like this guy gave himself. Not, not, the, right. not, the, not the, I now need a wheelchair for six months because I'm a tough guy. I ran into a wall and I look like a tough guy. My answer when people are like, what happened to you? And I'm like, I got hurt in play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's as badass as it gets. And then they look at him like, you can just say it's domestic assault, you know. Right? I f That's what it feels like. It feels like I feel like a like a abuse victim saying, like, I walked oh, I, into a door. I fell down the stairs. Yeah. 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 Uh, one, the crazy thing, too, is um, he wouldn't shut up. You don't know. Um, you, you know this, but you don't. Uh, this past weekend, I also just took my possessions and acquisitions licensing course for firearms. And I was just thinking to myself how fucked it is that the same guy who last week ran into a wall now is eligible for a firearm. And it was like I, f I felt like if I was on the other side of the table, the first thing he should have asked me like, oh, you have a black guy. How'd you get that? And I'm like, I ran into a wall. I'm like, sorry, you can't take your firearm. You see, course. I really like fighting people and I <laughs> right. think I should have a gun. Right, right. Well, I, well, yes. I, I get hit a lot and I think what happened less if I had a gun. Was, and they're like, yeah, no. They actually, do, I mean, I'm doing it for uh, film and television purposes, but they don't ask you why you're doing it. And I would have been. Should I should have if if he had asked me is like Lars why so what what brings you here today why are you taking your possessions and acquisitions license my answer would have been because I hate that wall so much I'm gonna shoot that wall so so much and just my go boyfriend pistol with me and I want to even I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the staircase theater and just shoot up that wall as soon as I get a gun. You wouldn't be the first person in Toronto to shoot up a building because of a production I'm sure right. Yeah, but it's healing well, and I'm I've got a new uh, I'm gonna have like a badass. That's car. my shout out to Hamilton right there. Right. Does nobody know what's going on? Does nobody know context? They just they think you ran to the wall. That's it. Well, do you want to explain it? Do we know the well, stakes? We haven't done the whole story. No one's told the whole story. Who? We've hinted at it. It happened in a show. Is that, you know this. Yeah. Does Rich want to hear the story? Yeah. Rich is sleeping. There, there was a great. It was a great. It was a great live theater moment. These guys were doing a scene that included a bloody face. And sort well, of bloody shirt. Not really a bloody shirt, not a face. Right, but the face didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Not at all, because especially as the audience, well, <laughs> we don't care about that. The show must go on. 
So Lars decided to make a quick stage you know, change of, of costume because it was part of the act. And he went booking off. But the lights go down. And that black rectangle that is the you know, offstage area is just as black as the black dark wall next to it. And the black dark door frame next to that. And, you know, you miscalculate by... I, I just got there a little in. sooner than I expected. Next thing you yeah. know, you were domestically assaulted by a wall at a bar. So uh, I'm, I'm working the booth. And Jim usually was there. it's, uh, you know, in theater, it's bright red because it has to be bright red. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm doing all the stuff. And then, you know, scene change, blackout, da-da-da. He comes up. I look over and I look over and I'm like, oh, that's brown red. Huh, that's a different shirt because that wasn't the same shirt yet. That's blood. But I can't focus on that because I got to focus on everything else. And so like, you knew something was up right away. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know what blood looks like on a so, shirt. And yeah, and, so and tell, that wasn't, yeah, so that was funny. So tell the tell the story from your perspective. Well, I mean, it just that I heard the noise from off stage, obviously before my entrance. So I'm like, hey, something derp happened. Like, right. Sort of like collision. So should I, should, oh, so I'll explain the first bit. First scene, we come out. At the end of it, it goes blackout. What I normally do in the dark is I reach for the knife that I've just dropped. I'm I'm botching an assassination attempt. The guy sees me. I drop the knife. I go to reach for it, and then the lights go down. And you guys in, all know what this is like. In the dark, I'm like, yeah, we've all been there, right? You're trying to kill a guy with a giant knife, and he sees you before you're set up, and you don't have your balaclava on. So I get deer in headlights. Lights go down. In the lights go down, I usually grab the knife and then I would go like, ah, fuck. And then the next scene is me returning to the bar where Trevor's hired me to commit that hit. But now I've got to explain that I botched it. So I go backstage, fucking wail into the into the door. And then 30 seconds later, I have to go back out on stage. So I'm, I have a gash in my head. I'm not sure. Like my bell is rung. It's dark. I'm like, how much am I bleeding? I'm supposed to change from a clean tank top into a bloody tank top with with uh prop blood but realize that i have no time to do that so i take my real blood just blood up the shirt that i have take the balaclava to soak up the blood that's here lean over to our writer director and be like we're dealing with real blood now and then go on stage to join him on stage and then this is Fine. where your perspective yeah you enter an, an echelon of actor that day where you bled for the role Right, and I you, literally and left and, and literally blood and sweat. And Maybe not forth. tears, but... But I didn't realize because what I keep telling people as I tell the story was that as I'm trying to figure this out and the scene is written where the characters are named Lars and Trevor and the scene is unraveling, my character is trying to unravel what happened just, like what literally just happened right. in in the in the and, fictional right. why is there universe. blood on me i'm trying to discover yeah. well, why is he bleeding and like what happened why <laughs> was there a fuck up and so as i'm doing this as the character i'm like going through the lines and i'm looking at lines and he's and he's looking at me a little strange and he's little like the odd line is just a little different and, and we like, were switched, so it was this eye too. So you're sitting, you're sitting here, looking at this, and he's contact. looking at my face swell in real time mid show, like basically pulsating I'm and pretty, bleeding I'm on scared, him. Because I'm pretty sure at some point uh, it like pulsed at me, where like it squirted out and was like, I it's could see his, pulses at you. I could see his blood, like heart rate pumping, and it was just because we were on stage, like adrenaline was high, stakes were high, and he was trying to get her done, and all of a sudden it was just like blood. And uh, yeah, I was like, "God damn, this mofo is cut up and 
and like and like as because the scene is all like four word lines that we just got to rattle back and forth as fast as possible so i don't have time we don't have long monologues back and forth right each other where i can just stare and be like okay he's messed up but how messed up is he looks like he's okay right i can't i can't really ascertain all that because yeah is that blood yes blood what what happened what happened you fell you fell one two we had drilled these beats in, like we had rehearsed, like so vitamently. Last week, they were like, drilling the beats. We, it had to go this way, but at the same time, there was a live situation that was happening that I had to be present for, and yeah, like we, it's almost like trying to recreate a painting, you know, and then feeling the inspiration to suddenly do it. A different it's way. actually like, nothing like that. No, no, I don't know what it's like. It's like, uh, it's like trying to do something that you I rehearsed with someone. I think we're starting to sunambulize now, so let's just it, get back to it. Here's what it was like. It was like trying to do something that you rehearsed and rehearsed with someone, but now that person is concussed next to you. That's pretty much what it was I, like. I'm just saying, at this point, <laughs> shall, we, shall we say the name of the play? Because, I mean, do we do shout to Chris? Yeah, it's working title is Murder well, Sharks. Because it's a work in progress. So you might see it in the Chris Elmer of uh, Lucky Fool Productions. Yeah, thank you for ha- giving us the opportunity. I'm sorry I concussed myself. And Oh, and for those of you at home who are wondering what that very odd semi-background noise was, that was, that was Liquid Dick. He's passed out and is now grinding his teeth and choking on his own phlegm. So. Give him the mic. Give him the mic. Just put it in his hand. Give him the mic. Put the mic up to him. Rich. Richie. All right. And we're back. And and that's our first aneurysm on the show. Give him the mic. I think think we're we're fairly close to the end of the episode, right? Yeah, I would argue the same is true. Wow. Well, we're going to do our classic five-minute wind-down. We can't say we accomplished a whole lot tonight, did we? I don't know. You know I feel what? I feel bullied. I mean, we had moments, but I'm not, I'm you not feel sure. bullied? I'm not Why? sure what I our accomplishments you? could no, be No, because you guys are just generally. so much bigger than I am. Oh. And because you shushed me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shush you. That's all right. I, I did was, it for comedic effect. No, I, was, not I was drunk on election. Sorry, go ahead. Because you shushed me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> go ahead, mister. <laughs> Thank you for letting me get in that off. Oh, I just think it's quite nice. amusing that the two of them are afraid of being bullied. At On our own podcast. I'm not afraid of it. I just... It, you just think it happened? It just happened. That's the wimpiest thing I've ever heard. Being bullied on a podcast. That's something a bully on your would, own podcast. That's something. A, that's something a bully would say. <laughs> we bullied him on his own podcast. I guess that's I'm something sorry. a victim would say. Hey, let's also be clear. Yeah. I didn't fucking bully <laughs> anybody. I my was just tr- my triggering you right bully now. Bully each other like the hetero life we don't they touch are. Often, actually, we, we don't. We don't touch how's this often? feel? It's because you're very fragile, so I don't want to hurt it's you. It's true. I am. Well, and, and before before we couldn't touch because we were like you know glass balls hanging in my face and if I move too much like I'd break the table and And for those of you who don't know what that means it's exactly what you think it means yeah <laughs> you we know should, what it means we should uh, shout out we're here of course at Laughing Vikings right. oh yeah, yeah. Made the switch here there absolutely we're Laughing Vikings which is amazing one more time hit up uh, what's the new production company called it's no longer Cypher Picks it is yeah well, you can follow us at 39DD Show and Kareem also. Uh, uh, JDK Captures. JDK, JDK Captures. Captures yeah. Yeah. No, actually, it's JDK Captures, one word. JDK, JDK Captures, one yeah. word. And uh, you can watch full episodes on YouTube and you can listen to it everywhere that you can uh, podcast, including Apple Podcasts. We're, We're on actually Apple now. celebrating this episode because this is the first episode that we've run where we have been on that 
platform. So yeah. yeah. The, the approval. That's all right. Through, so we're everywhere now. We have actually ascended, folks. We are breaking through to the other side. Yeah. Because I've been sacrificing goats to the spirit of Steve Jobs. Right. What Me have too. you been doing? Me too. Probably continue most of it. Right. Oh, um, I guess final thought. Um, it was election day. <laughs> and if if you didn't exercise your diplomatic or democratic right to vote, then you have no right to bitch about the stupidity you're living with right now. Right. Because remember, this is a week after the election. So if you didn't vote and you really hate what's happened, hey, man, you know. You had your chance. Suck it up. But don't worry. Next year, if I get my four years from now, if I get my way, it'll be even easier to vote. You can just vote while you're getting a double-double at Tim Hortons. And you're going to vote for this guy. And vote Classington. <laughs> a vote for Classington is a vote for the rest of us. Class. Yeah. I'll be running against Classington. Nice. So if Let's you want to vote Let's for all like... All three of us run. Oh, my That's God. That's good for publicity. Let's run Imagine against each that. other. Right. Conservative, liberal, NDP... Just for the exactly, just for the show, and it'll be the whole right, chat. The whole season, season three will be us. I'm your future. Running for office. And on that note, I like go. Thanks, guys. Love you. Pod- Thanks, back here. Podcast Thanks, over. Pod.